When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. After a brief hiatus, we've returned for our first tripe supper in what seems like an age. Uh, Phil Tallentire is over in Marbella with the squad. He's probably been on a banana boat with Thomas Callas by now. So it's me, Vic and Jonathan Taylor. Uh, we're going to start with Callas. Vic, he was uh, signed yesterday. I think you described it as the most predictable transfer in the club's history. Absolutely. And he's a good signing as well, isn't it? Uh, mentally, he joined Borough at some point in April. Uh, it was, as, as we know, they couldn't get rid of him. Uh, his loan expired and he, he just stayed. He stayed to train with the lads. Uh, he went out to uh, their warm weather training camp before the Brentford game. Uh, he was he, I've seen it seen him at almost every game after his uh, loan expired. He was at Wembley as a fan. You know th- this bloke considered himself a Borough player. There was no question about that. Uh, I'm sure he didn't even take his stuff out of his locker at the at the end of last season. It was a, it, but it wasn't a formality. I mean we, we were told that there were several clubs very very keen on taking him including a couple of Premier League clubs and that there was a, a cash offer from a German club uh, which obviously the, the Chelsea had to tell him about that's the ethical way of doing it uh, and he's turned them all down because he wanted to come to Borough and uh, that's a, an incredibly good sign that players who have a lot of options want to come to Borough it's a good place to work it's a good squad there's a positive feel about the place and having players who buy into that and who know what they're getting into is a very good start to the summer. I know we've touched on this in the past and, and we've had various examples over the years, but with the loan signings, it's treated the same as the permanent signings done. They have to buy into it, like you say. Yeah. With Callas, there's no risk now, is there? No. Like you say, you know, he fits in. Will he be right back, do you think? Especially you know, after the awful injury to Baptiste well, on Saturday. I always assumed he was being bought as right back and that Baptiste was coming in as cover for centre-backs who could also play in both full-back slots so he was very, very useful. Uh, I think the injury to Baptiste means that they will probably be looking at a similar player, i.e. primarily a centre-back but who also maybe has other options. He's a perfect Karanka player, isn't he? And if you look at the, the squad that's gone out to Marbella, I mean, Karanka always talks about two for each position. Well, if you go through the squad, it probably suggests that right-back will be his position because it's him and obviously in, in Sue. Yeah. And I know that three of the under-21 lads have gone out as, who were all centre-backs, along with Danny Ayala. So that suggests that right-back. But he's, he's a perfect Karanka player. You can play more than one position, which he loves. And, and as Vic mentioned, he, he wants to be at Borough. How many times do you hear Karanka say that he wants players the most important thing is he wants to be here he's 22 so he's he's not young he's not a, a gamble in that you know in that way but equally he has plenty to prove next year doesn't he um it's very rare that someone that has a loan spell for kind of what four months leaves such an impression on mm. on fans and you could only see on, on kind of social media when the deal was eventually announced how delighted borough fans are having back i think as well Callas can only get better because you think when he came last year He'd had six months of doing virtually absolutely nothing. Whereas I know now he's he's had three or four months at the end, well, two three months at the end of last season. But um, he's in the he's in the swing of things a lot yeah. better now, isn't he? There's no kind of it's not going to take him a month to get going again. It's Plus he'll have a full pre-season with the, mm. the team as well, which is important. The timing of it is, couldn't be better as well. I mean, we kind of had an inkling, didn't we, that it was going to be close. Obviously, 
obviously Baptiste's horrendous injury you know, might have sped things up but I think Callas returned to Chelsea yesterday didn't yeah he, didn't was, he, after, due, he was due in on, on Monday after his holiday yeah after the under 21 fact, hello he, goodbye he never even That's went it. there because it had all been arranged beforehand yeah. and all he had to do was give the nod yeah priority wise then obviously right back centre half were a priority especially when you look on Saturday that the uh, Fry played in the first half and it was burning Jackson in the second so a shot on the ground there no Gibson still to come back where do you think attention turns now well, obviously, the, the the key thing, I suppose, is getting the big ticket items in, and then you can see how much budget you've got left. Uh, we know that uh, there's there's an offer in for Stuart Downing, which is inching slowly closer towards an agreement. Uh, there's a lot of haggling to be done between the clubs. We understand that everything is broadly agreed. It might take a few little tweaks, and that the main hold-up would be that Slavin Bilic is looking for a player to take over the reputed 70 grand a week slice of the, the wage bill. So that looks like that could happen fairly quickly. We understand that the Stuani deal is broadly agreed, uh, but again, he, he played in the Cup of America and he's been given two weeks off, so he's in Uruguay, which is probably good, preferably in an area where he's not getting any phone signal, <laughs> <laughs> where there, there isn't a direct trade connection yeah. to Stoke. Uh, <laughs> He's been given a couple of weeks off, but my understanding is that there's a, an agreement there. <coughs> Karanka spoke to him, and actually Karanka spoke to him last summer, and there was an interest there. But at that point, he still had two years left on his contract, and it would have been quite expensive. And at that point, Karanka hadn't really built the framework of his team. Now, after a, a good season, it looks like Borough good promotion prospects. That's a lot more attractive. Mm. So that one looks like that's probably all in place as well. Uh, once those two are, are signed off, I think we know how much money is left to play with. Uh, then we'll see things happening fairly quickly. Stuani, um, just touching on that, I know you said that obviously last year he was a target, um, which makes sense, doesn't it? Because if not, it would have been a gamble to go back to Spain. You know, I mean, Kike, I know he set off like a house on fire, didn't he? But he struggled a bit after that. Is it another gamble, do you think? I know Stuani's played top flight football, which Kike hadn't, but still represents a risk for someone who hasn't played in England, doesn't it? Well, it depends if you trust the manager. I mean, I talk Karanka now as 18 months in the Championship. He knows exactly what attributes players need. And you've got to trust the manager to bring in players that he thinks ticks all the boxes. Any top ticket item has a risk with it. I mean, just look at, I mean, albeit I know he wasn't a, a top ticket item, Baptiste, but I mean, first game, that could happen to anyone, couldn't it? It could yeah. happen to, you know, God forbid it, £5 million that you spend or whatever, and, and then that happens. So everything's a risk, but I mean, yeah, I mean, Fix Right, I know he's been in, into Rockcliffe this week looking at, you know, how the scouting system works, and it's not just a kind of a, oh, let's look at him, he did well last year, let's go for him type of type decision. It's a lot of hard work over several years goes into this kind of thing. You know, I've got to be honest and say I know very little about him. I mean, obviously, I've, I've been looking on YouTube now, which is the, the fans' most treasured scouting tool. Uh, I've had a look at him. He's quite aggressive, he's physical. He's got a lot of stamina. He closes defenders down. He can play anywhere across the front three. That sounds again like a Karanka player, to be mm. honest, to make the system work, and that's that's what we want up front. I know you've said in the past as well. You said there anywhere across the front three, but he can play as a ten as well, can't yeah. he? As well as a as a as a direct number nine. Uh, in Mar, obviously, out in Marbella at the minute. Then we were looking at the squad earlier and kind of comparing this year's squad with last year's. And although Callas is the only new arrival, obviously Baptiste hasn't travelled. Uh, 
it, it, it's surprising, I guess, as to how much stronger the squad is now than it was last year. You looked at last year's and the likes of Smallwood and Butterfield and Steele, who, Curtis Main, Curtis Main, who were inevitably going to leave. There isn't that this year. Well, that'll make it a lot easier for Karanka Wardy, knowing that he's working with a squad that, come Christmas time, the, the same players are going to be there with a few additions and possibly without a couple of the younger players. I mean, what it means is the games over in Marbella this week, the players are actually vying for a starting position and potentially a starting position at Preston, which is coming round. It's only, what, three and a half weeks away now. You know, last year, they were, you know, it was a bit of a hybrid of a team that were playing out there and you know, we knew that some of them were going to leave. So it was, obviously we saw as August went on that all the business wasn't really done. You still had to do a lot more deals as the season started, at least over in Marbella this time. There's genuine competition. So if someone strings together three or four really good performances, they could find themselves in the starting lineup very easily. Phil. Who do you think's in that position, Vic? You know, going out there in Marbella thinking, I- I've really got to impress this week. I think they all are. Uh, they all know uh, how Karanka works. You know, he doesn't have favourites. Kike came in as the big ticket last, last year and he when he wasn't doing the, the business he got dropped mm-hmm. and there was a lot of talk at the start of last season about oh Karanka's about to have his favourites they're all Spanish blah 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 and that's not how it worked out at all uh, especially going into uh, a, a pre-season where the perception is that Borough are going to spend and bring, mm-hmm. in, bring in quality you know, last year it was maybe a question of bringing in uh, players who were on a fast tighter budget whereas this year I think the impression is the club are going to push push the boat out to get good players, and that puts pressure on everyone. Yeah. And I don't think there's anyone that can, apart from maybe the two centre backs, who can say with all certainty that they'll be kicking off the start of next season. That's yeah. it. Sorry, Jenna, because you know Kike and Tomlin. You know Tomlin's obviously going to be reading the the Downing reports. Kike is going to be reading the reports, and suddenly they're thinking, "Hold on, you know these these guys could be coming in in my position. They'll be desperate, won't they?" In Marbella and against Doncaster, Barnsley and Getafe, they'll be desperate to make an impression before we go to Preston. And that can only be a good thing for Borough. I mean, good players react to the competition. It's only players that are pretty uncertain in themselves that kind of go into a, a corner and start, you know, quivering at the, the prospect of another coming in. I mean, if you're you know, the likes of Lee Tomlin or, or Keita, you should be thinking, well, brilliant, fantastic, mm-hmm. more competition. That's more onus on me to go and do well. I mean, there's a couple out there that I think personally have to have have to really hit the ground running pretty quickly. I mean, Warden's Yannick Wilshot. Um, yeah. I mean, we didn't see... We obviously saw him burst on the scene at Rotherham last year. Pretty much we didn't see him. I think his last start for Borough was at Blackburn, I think. Which December. Was back in December. Yeah. Watched him a lot for the 21s the back end of the last year. Was looking forward to seeing him, actually, when his name was on the team sheet at York on Saturday. But, again, didn't see a great deal of Did him. Yeah. Um, and he's he's obviously got one year left now. He's got to hit the ground running or he'll, he'll quickly find himself you know, on, on the scrap heap, I think. And he's got extra competition in the fact that Carriol's going to come back. Reaches uh, isn't that surprise element, is he? And, and I guess if Downing does come through, I know he, he played at number 10 last year, but it was out on the left, didn't it, where he kind of made his name. Who who impressed you at York, Vic? Uh so, uh, of the young lads, I was quite impressed with Dale Fry, who was obviously 17, 6 foot 9, big unit. And I can't he believe he's 17. He, he wasn't being bullied by a team that is full of seasoned champ, you know, lower league players who were pushing him around. I was quite impressed by him. Uh, I thought Lewis Maloney sprayed the ball around quite comfortably in the first half. Uh, I thought the lads at the back in the second half weren't too bad either. Uh, is it Johnny Byrne and uh, Adam Jackson? So, of, of the young lads, 
Uh, everyone else, I thought, did. They went out for a run out. There were, no one was busting a gut. And then George Friend came in in the second half and absolutely <laughs> really went for it. Yeah. Marauding he, self, he, wasn't he? Yeah. he was dribbling and he was doing <laughs> drag backs. And, uh, he was obviously playing at a, a higher intensity than, than a lot of the other lads. Uh, but it depends on what your instructions are, aren't you? Go out there, have a, have a run around, don't overexert yourself. I think Ripley as well are probably uh, worth... Rip, two Ripley, great saves. Two great saves. And coming on for the last half an hour, it must be rough for a keeper that, you know, you, you're going to get half an hour and that's you done. And uh, I guess you, they'll be desperate, they like something else, they'll be desperate for something to come their way so they can so they can prove themselves. But Ripley made two smart yeah, saves. Yeah, I mean, there's no coincidence that he, he became Borough's number two last year. I mean, he must be doing it on the training ground because he was started the season as the under-21 keeper and you've got to be doing something right to actually get pushed up to, up to the first team pretty rapidly. Um, I agree with Vic. I thought, obviously, George was brilliant when he came. I thought him and Reach combined actually very well down that left-hand side. really enjoyed that. Um, and then I agree with okay, as well that Dale Fry looked for solid. His, his ability with the ball for such a big, yeah. big centre back is impressive. And um, obviously Maloney as well. I know there's a lot of kind of um, excitement about um, about this young lad. He, he first certainly first ten minutes. I mean, at a time where you kind of would have expected him just to give the ball a kind of grant and say, okay, mm-hmm. let me let me slowly get into the game. I thought he was after the ball all the time. Um, so it's no, I think it's no coincidence that the you know the six that have gone out to Marbella are are the six probably that did the most I think on Saturday. It's safe to say. I know a couple of the kind of the younger lads have, have stayed behind. I think the under twenty ones have a few friendlies and that, so mm. they can't leave themselves too take, short. Take them all. Mm. Uh, just a couple of other players to touch on. Uh, James Husband, I, I thought impressed in the first half, he, particularly going forward. Whenever I've seen him, he doesn't need a second invite to get forward. And he, he, he can cross the ball as well. Yeah. And, and, and he, he hit the post. Himself, yeah, he finds himself in, a, in, an awful, in an awful position, doesn't mm-hmm. he? Because how do you dislodge George Friend? Is it, is it possible? You know, what, what, what does he, how does he approach this, this pre-season? He's, he's got to believe it's possible, otherwise there's no point in being there. Um, he showed enough on Saturday, and we were joking in the, in the press box, weren't we, that pretty much every other 23 teams in the Championship, he would probably be their first-choice left-back. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you. I thought he was he was very good, and he's got to believe that you know. Ito likes to to rotate the squad. Um, I know he, he was hoping for a little bit more of a chance, a husband last year, but he didn't get it. Obviously, just because friend was impeccable. But I mean, again, just look at what happened to Baptiste. I mean, it you know, God forbid it, it happens, but George could go over on his ankle any any moment, and and husband's got to be there well, ready. It's the philosophy that there's pressure on players to perform. And he may be doing a very vital job for the club in getting George to perform without actually step, stepping foot on the pitch. He may be playing an important role in the squad. We've seen it, I remember seeing it once, and it uh, backfired awfully. Pogateps and Kadru, one in front of the other that time. Is there any gauge for Husband on the left of midfield, you think? Not if he's going to be play, if you're asking him to play ahead, again, ahead of Specialists who we would prefer to have in that role. Mm. I mean, we, you know, you're looking at bringing players in 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 those positions, or Downing may play there in certain circumstances. Would you play him ahead of Downing? I don't think so. It's, pos- yeah, it's, it's a nice string to have to your bow, and that probably makes him a, a good man to have on the bench if you, you can tick several boxes. Mm. But you wouldn't expect him to be challenging for a. An attacking midfield role. The fact you haven't seen Karanka play him in left midfield for twelve months suggests that. I mean, I don't think that's his position. I mean, let's be honest. He's got he's got hundred football league caps and he's what twenty 
23. I mean, he's a good, good left back by his own right. He doesn't need to be moving out of position and, and fitting in just to get in the team. He should be pushing George every step of the way and believing his ability because he's good enough. And finally, Fuster, uh, he took his goal really well, didn't he? Pre-season goal specialist, yeah. <laughs> Fuster. Absolutely. He'll be relishing going out to Spain because I think most of his career goals have come over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he did. It was, it was a really well-taken goal. He looked, he, he looked more than comfortable at that level playing against, uh, against York's defence. I think maybe he needs pitch minutes. Uh, he's better off, I think, this season, probably going on loan and actually getting toughened up. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, I think he looks promising. It, it, it's the hardest position in, in, in the team to make an impact here. And you come into the first team and you don't score, then the fans are on your back immediately. Mm. You're not good enough. Uh, you've got to take your chances when they come. I, I think he needs to go away and score. 10 goals on loan somewhere Talking about that goal one thing that's kind of been a little bit overlooked is Lee Tomlin's role in it yeah. and that is that is vintage Tomlin yeah. I mean he can kind of go 15-20 you know, minutes without seeming to do a great deal but then bang I mean you know you saw it um, I think it was at Derby last year wasn't it he put the ball through for Bamford and that, then the goal I mean he there was the two home games. Sorry, the, the Riverside, didn't yeah, he? the two goals in Bolton, the home game as well, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, I mean that is vintage Tomlin. He can produce. He, he is the one, probably the one player, but having that position that can create something out of nothing, and uh, it, it must have been good for him. Obviously, keen to impress. He's seen the reports as we've touched on. I mean, he came and, and got the crucial assist in that in that game out of nowhere. Fantastic. Well, Phil's out in Marbella, so he'll be keeping us uh, keeping us afloat with all things Borough from out there. Um, and we'll be live blogging the games as well as the, the three pre-season friendlies back in England. Cheers, Vic. Cheers, Jono. Ciao.